You're listening to the PBE Podcast Network. Be sure to subscribe to the feed on Spotify, Pocket Casts, Anchor, or wherever else you listen to your podcasts. You don't want to miss any great audio content from the pro baseball experience. Now let's get on with today's show. Hi there, everyone, and uh, welcome to Crush Fam Serious Business, episode two, where we investigate oral histories of different PBE members. Today, uh, we are here with uh, someone who needs absolutely no introduction, but I'm sure I'll give him one anyway. Uh, former commissioner, head office member, uh, what has he not done, Casey Colby. How you doing tonight, sir? Not sure yet. We'll find out. <laughs> <laughs> Love to hear it. Um, man, this is going to be a great episode. I, It's funny that we have to put all of this into one episode right because i mean league was founded what 2017 yeah we could do five episodes in your experience <laughs> uh but we we have our nice list of questions and we're gonna go through them so uh the the first question and you did tell me that you watched the previous episode so uh you have seen this one before we're just gonna start every episode with this question uh, what is your background in baseball and sports in general in your personal life? So for baseball, very little. I I was a scrawny kid, teenager, young adult, like just no upper body strength, which <laughs> that's a deal breaker in baseball. Like between yes. swinging the bat and like, you know, throwing the ball, like those those are key abilities. Um, in my 30s, there was like a base softball league that I joined. It, it ended up not lasting due to COVID. Sure. But um, I, I found myself playing outfield just like, you know, Biggio and Hunter. I had, and I played just like them. Like I had great range, no arm, <laughs> uh, no ability to hit a deep ball, uh. but a pretty decent eye. Stealing wasn't allowed, which was like the only thing, like right. I couldn't complete the <laughs> comparison. <laughs> Although That's stealing true. wasn't allowed in the first three seasons of PBE either, so you know. That's true. Um. So, so you have you ever, you know, do you have a team that you root for? Do you watch? No. Um, sports? I'm from Houston, and I am proud to say that I didn't even briefly become a bandwagoner <laughs> when they succeeded. Like, I just don't give a shit. Baseball is like too much to keep up with. I I used sure. to watch football. I don't even watch that anymore. Basketball is the only sport I enjoy playing. I was actually really good at basketball, being tall and lanky. Oh, sure. Um, but I, I always found watching it just boring. Interesting. Okay, uh, that's good to note. So uh, as as you heard me kind of struggle to put into words there, uh, when I was introing the the episode, there is like so much that you've done around this league. Uh, so if I were to restart this podcast and introduce you again, and obviously not I'm, I'm not going to do that. Yeah. <laughs> uh, what one feeder title would you want to be introduced by? Like, what do you think is your Fuck. most significant? Yeah. I mean, it's, it's a tough one because like, I've always, like, I've wanted so many labels. Yes. And some of them are kind of mutually exclusive. Like I want to be the outsider rebel and, the voice of authority and like those two don't mix you know like 
I want to be the elder statesman and the resident smartass. And like, I'll bounce back and forth between them. Sure. Um, I, I, I really think that's one of my biggest problems communicating in general. Like when I'll type emails, the tone bounces all over the place. Sure. Um, I think the most important identity for me is like, I love to be considered an, an analyst. Like that's, sure. that's the one I always default to. So uh, next next history podcast you do, uh, we'll have to introduce you as analyst Casey Coley. That sound good? <laughs> sure. <laughs> uh, righty. Um, so those are those are the two good fluff questions to get everyone into the mood. Uh, so on to the two that we had to revise at least three times because I can't read. Uh, so Kevin Hunter, right? Just announces retirement. Mm -hmm. We good so far. Okay. Uh, season 18 create played on four teams, Dynamo, Stars, Foxes, and Voyagers. What is one memory of positive or negative uh, that you have regarding your tenure on these teams? I mean, I, I hate to go negative, but I'm going sure. to. Uh, Kashima. <laughs> I, was, I was removed from the locker room after being there for like two weeks sure and well, like i was removed before the season started sure so i had to write out the and that was that was the best season of hunter's career by the way and like i didn't have a locker room to share it with in fact like pretty much no one around the league um yeah i i, I hate that that's allowed and then, yeah. and then on top of that, like they still had to grant me permission to talk to other teams. I think if you remove a player from your own locker room, tampering should be <laughs> forfeited. Like you, you have lost your communication rights to that player. <laughs> you should talk to Poe about that because that is a totally fair rule. Um, real quick, I am so god awful. Sorry, I totally forgot to mention. Literally, I, I call him my best friend and. Uh, sim sports and then i can't even remember that he's in a voice chat with me uh we also have here recording and occasionally chirping in uh fresh off an exercise mr cantherion how are you doing cantherion oh man calling me out for the workout well i guess it's a good thing i guess being active is a, is a positive yeah thing, we're, so. we're lauding your accomplishments yeah <laughs> yeah i'm just you know again happy to be here happy to let you take the reins and um, just throw commentary every once in a while. So um, I'm so sorry, I forgot. That. It's okay. Listen, I, like I said, I, I like to get past. I'm sure he anyway. was initially just trying to let you catch your breath. <laughs> I mean, just wanted to make sure you were nice and calm after the workout. It, it was like 25 minutes ago. I'm not that out of shape. So uh, that's great. Um, <laughs> yeah. I so. The Foxes, they're such a funky franchise. You weren't there. Can you no. can you briefly walk us through what even happened with the Foxes? Because all I know, like I joined the PVE right as they, they Sadly, they've been rebranded. I was inactive for their founding. Really? Okay. Um, so their first season, I was completely inactive. I was inactive the season before that. And I was inactive the year that they signed me. In fact, you know, <laughs> uh, so their second year as a franchise, they signed me a first baseman, 600 TP, put me in left field where I just sucked. I had like a negative 8.5. <laughs> I, I came back to the league at the end of that year. 
yes. and dropped a massive update um, that would have mattered for the playoffs, but obviously, you know, that wasn't a factor. <laughs> and they had been planning on letting me walk at the end of that first season. Sure. But since I was active, they were like, oh, okay, we'll go ahead and extend them. Yes. Yeah. And I, I, I go back to earning like mad, you know? Yes. And and building as well as I can. And for the two weeks I'm active in the locker room, I'm giving advice to players and GMs. And if you look at the the turnaround Kashima had that year, like I think it shows, you know. Yeah. Uh, and then the year after that, we hit expansion. And since I was on just a one-year deal, they had to either protect me or let me walk. And even I recommended not wasting a protection slot on me. Sure. Um, because even though a lot of their players went inactive they were all active at the time of the expansion draft yes yeah um, most of them but then a lot of players retired or went inactive following the the multi-issue oh god yeah yeah <laughs> i i don't i mean they're just such a weird franchise um i want to they're definitely a future topic but uh you know this is the colby podcast so um, oh. got any, got any things for, uh, Dynamo Stars or Boy Boys? Uh, so for Dynamos, nothing really special. Uh, LBG, I, I really can't ask for anyone to have ever treated me better than yes. he did. Awesome, dude. Awesome, and dude. given how, like, I was, I was on the Dynamos for, you know, one to two seasons before I said, fuck this league and left for six months. I was happy on the Dynamos. So, yeah. like, when you consider how unhappy I was with the league, the fact that I enjoyed being on the Dynamos, I think, says a lot about L about LBG as a GM and just person. Sure. Uh, the Stars, I went there right before Foe stepped down as GM. And so it was a weird time. That said, uh, both the new GMs, they were both cool to me. The locker room was cool. I was just done with the league. Sure. You know, I, and I even told them when I went inactive, it is nothing against you guys, you know. I, I feel bad for going inactive on them because they didn't earn it. But, um, yeah. Mm. As for the Boy Boys, I've absolutely loved it there. They know it. <laughs> Sad to go, but, I mean, if I had the chance to sign Rodriguez in Daytona, I'd have kicked my ass to the curb as well. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. What's, um, I, I'm trying to think of um, AU Gold's player. Who, oh, really? yeah, who desperately wanted to re-sign and just got totally abandoned by his franchise team because someone, because someone uh, way better than him. You know, it, it's tough um, how you have to get guys who you absolutely love out of the organization just because their players like are not good anymore. I mean, it's you it's know? one of the most honest things about sim leagues. Yeah, absolutely. I love no, that. Uh, um, regression is. Sorry, go ahead, Cam. I was just going to say, I love the sentiment as well. I've talked about that in a lot of podcasts of, you know, like a locker room keeping you engaged despite whatever else is happening in the league. Like, I've, I think we've both mentioned at some point how great the Kingpins locker room is and um, how probably that's where, like, that's certainly where I spend my most time. So, regardless of, sure. you know, nonsense in the forums or something bad on stream or whatever, I can, I can retreat to the safety. Of the Kingpin's locker room and so far that's kept me engaged. <laughs> sure. And and that's um I mean that's what I enjoy about Cancun right now is we are absolutely fucking awful, but I like all the people there. 
So it's it's cool how you know Cancun it, it, does not like me. Yeah, I know. <laughs> no, I've been in the the war room. Um, <laughs> it's not it's not pretty. Uh, no. We've had a we've had uh, we had a discussion about your uh, your worst fielding teams of all time article, which I oh, absolutely nice. love, and uh, they did not take it as well. And uh, after that, I learned to never bring they, you up. They the weren't camp. in that either. No, I know. I I honestly think at some point it's just name recognition. Yeah, in the worst possible way. <laughs> um, I think Dom's just trying to get himself kicked out of war rooms at this point. Yes, yeah, no. Uh, I I hope no tourists listen to what I just said, but um, <laughs> so now we could do the other question that we had to revisit like twenty four times because once again, I I can't comprehend basic human speech. Uh, but were there any uh, accomplishments or goals that you had for your player that you did not reach? I mean, he was a, a very disappointing player. Um, he never made an all-star game. Really? Um, his Damn. highest war season was a 3.0, and it was his year in Kashima. <laughs> I, and, is... I wasn't, and I didn't think I was done with him yet. Yeah. So I, I really want to stress this. He was retired due to lack of interest. Really? Not a single team expressed interest. And I was actively reaching out to the GMs of teams that both needed the player and didn't object to me. Sure. Um, so, like, I reached out to Maui first, which, you know, Hunter had played for before and played well. So, yes. uh, on paper, makes sense. I'd been supportive of Diesel as a GM, so I figured no issue there. Um. I reached out to Sarasota like they can fucking be picky. You think that would have been automatic? <laughs> and and by the way, speaking of the worst fielding article, get ready for I, next I year's love, update. I love because they're going to be was back. So fucking funny. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god. And uh, uh, so, so yeah. what? What do you think it was? Like I don't the know. reason why. I, in the case of Maui, I'm. I'm guessing there's users there who are not crazy about me. Sure. Because remember, you know, some of those users were there uh, when I was removed. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and while some are some are definitely gone that I know were involved, uh, you know, there could be other members who were just uncomfortable with it. And let's face it, you're not going to make your your locker room uncomfortable for a fucking rental. You know, the yeah. the the <laughs> risk. <laughs> Is greater than the reward. It's like uh, it, it's like the the joke about um, you know, people are talking about uh to to bring in real sports about how James Harden would like ruin the Heat culture if they were trading for him, and they were like, yeah, I mean, it's fucking James Harden. You're willing to make that trade? You would not make that trade for Kevin Brown. No, and I completely get it. Uh, I expected Sarasota. Yeah, you know, I I messaged Juniped and I let him know, hey, just you know, Hunter's going to be a free agent uh, after regression. He'll be at a, about eleven hundred fifty TPE. Yeah, and and he was like, just so you know, we'll suck. You know, so I was like, I'm fine with that. You know, like I played on Nashville while they were rebuilding. Yeah, like, I played in Kashima. Like, They've always he, sucked. 
you're looking to be a rebuild piece like that yeah, is like, your abstract goal. <laughs> like this is a great stopgap player who can play multiple positions. Uh, and he never responded after that. And it's been two weeks now. Yeah. Um, all he had to do was like send one is like, well, you know, don't know where we'll need you, but we will need you. And I'll be like, great. You know, I'll, I'll save you a spot. Like, um, like he didn't even even have to make a formal offer. All he had to do was say, yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, sure. Literally any contract in your sign. Like, yeah, like, yeah, <laughs> a one year minimum deal. Like, that's what I'm <laughs> expecting. <laughs> Um, you're, you're the you're the wash guy that's just like I will take anything, please. And, and it sucks because like I really feel like if I'd gone to Sarasota, I would have won a, a gold glove, and that would have been a nice way to go out. Sure, yeah, you know, yeah. Because uh, one of the and, things about gold glove is it's probably the only way to succeed on a bad team. Yes, yeah. Like any any other award, like is, the more talent that's around you, the better you do. Fielding yeah. is the strong exception to that sure so yeah it's a shame um so if, if you did announce your retirement have you recreated yet i'm gonna wait till the trade deadline okay do you have uh any 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 plans right now that might be interesting for recreation like position or i'm thinking of going pitching i i came up with a build that i haven't seen done okay and uh i think it'll be really effective so nice I always, I always like trying new shit. Sometimes it, it backfires, but yeah. gotta get, uh, gotta get your full career in before the inevitable uh, pitcher rework that's coming soon here. <laughs> I don't mind him. I don't and either. It, and I, it, and I, it won't I, affect what I'm doing if that's. Yeah. I'm super pro balance team. Like I mean, like I'm not, a, I'm not exploiting an archetype or a pitch. Sure. Uh, but a different strategy that I actually haven't just haven't seen anyone else play with. Hmm. Yeah. Okay. Um, all right. So we get to move to the part of the interview that I am the most excited for. I know. Uh, we certainly do not have many old, old veterans back in this league anymore. Um, so we get to talk about early PBE. So while I'm sure, I mean, there have been so, so many podcasts and episodes, and I'm sure me and Camp personally could run at least three episodes on this, uh, what leads, give give a vague summary of what leads to the formation of the PBE. You'd have to ask someone else. Um, really? So yeah, surprisingly, I was not one of the the founding members in the sense of like the group of people talking about, oh, we should put this league together and like, what do we want it to be and what engine and all that sure. stuff. All of that discussion happened before I was ever in, involved. Really? Um, one day I'm just screwing around and I get a message from Cosborn ball boy and uh, basically saying, Hey, we're going to start a baseball league. Would you like to be the commissioner? <laughs> that is amazing. <laughs> and by the time I was brought in, I think there were already about 10 or so people in the discord. Mm -hmm. um, and by the way, it wasn't even <laughs> the site owner who made the offer. Really? Because uh, Rindy was the, the owner. At that point, I'd had about three to four months in Sib Leagues. Uh, it was, I was in then uh, in SFL. None of it yeah. in HO, by the way. Really? Uh, no management experience. <laughs> as, as a formal GM, I was a, I was a D, D League GM. That was it. 
<laughs> and most of my time in NSFL, I was a controversial member. Like I'd had some some issues there. Sure. And what I'd also done though, and you've seen this in PBE, is I'm always making suggestions for things to sure. that I be improvement. Yeah. None of them in NSFL, and I mean none, ever made it. Like none of them ever happened. Um, out of out of quality or just I like, I like don't what? know like <laughs> it's it's really hard to speculate because I, obviously like I didn't have a ton of credibility sure. due to the fights. Uh, Ho was just very antagonistic to me because I was antagonistic to them a lot of the time. Kind of sure. goes back to what I say about the whole tone thing. Yeah. It was like, okay, a minute ago I was being a dick, but by the way, I've got a suggestion for you. You know, like, <laughs> um, so I, I should have recognized that none of the founders wanting to run the league was a red flag. <laughs> that does sound concerning. But yeah. here's the thing. Genuinely did not occur to me until I was like thinking about my answer to this question. I was like, yeah, that's actually like, like at the time, I'm I was so full of myself, like, well, fucking, of course they want me to run it. I'm me. <laughs> and Cosworth just said, like, hey, like we loved how like you always had a lot of ideas for the league. That's great. And I'm like, well, of course you like that. They're great fucking ideas. It didn't even occur to me, like, hey, a group of people that you only barely know are starting a league about baseball, which you've admitted you know nothing about. And you have a horrible relationship with most of the members of the only sim league you're in. And oh, they man. still want you to run it, which means that not only are none of them willing to run it, but they've probably reached out to a lot of people already. Like, I have That's no idea great. how many people said no. That is absolutely fantastic. You got, they outsourced labor to you. They did. And then you, uh, were, you, were, you were like the sweatshop worker of commissioner. <laughs> And then, like I said, a lot of them went inactive. So yeah, that's wild. Yeah, I mean that's that's kind of how like the corporate world works too. It's it's kind of like you know let's create a new department, let's set someone up in there who can just we can learn from, and then if they leave, we don't you know we're not going to sweat it. So they you know they kind of used you as a test case, <laughs> which is a, a super common practice. It's a very like, six I, sigma thing to do. I really should not have succeeded. Like I. I <laughs> Nothing about the decision process of making me commish. And by the way, the overwhelming prediction was that this league would fail before the first season finished. Yes. Yeah. And like, looking back, I don't blame them for thinking it. <laughs> this is, I knew I was going to laugh a lot at this podcast, but it has already exceeded my expectations. <laughs> I mean, it almost sounds like the, um, the Michael Scott Paper Company business plan is kind of what you were provided. I mean, it, I don't know how, how accurate that is, but it's like your mission statement is, I will succeed in the mission. I will never fail. That's a Michael Scott guarantee. <laughs> <laughs> Not really That's a great. business plan, but just kind of mm. just kind of do things, please. Oh, my God. All right. I, I don't even know where to go. I feel like I, I can't say anything in the podcast that will top. I was just kind of shoved into it. Uh, <laughs> but we're gonna move on to the next question I, well, so, I, for the record shoved is your word i was fucking thrilled well no i shoved implies no that's that's fair shoved implies that you were forced into it yeah 
Like, um, I immediately accepted. <laughs> yes. Yeah, I feel that. Maybe a little grifted. Maybe slightly grifted. That, that's fair. <laughs> yeah. Um, all right. So back to your time as commissioner. Uh, what was one decision that you or you in your head office um, made that you regret and one that was unpopular at the time or even still is, but you stand by? I mean, most were unpopular at the time. That's um, fair. No, that is fair. It, like, it, so this is something that I've tried arguing before with mixed success. Sure. In general, I think the content of my rulings hold up very well. I think the tone of them is painful. Sure. Um, if you look early on, I was a little too emotionally invested. Like, I, you don't, you'll never hear too transparent, like used with any of yeah. our commissioners, but like it applied to me. Sure. Um, and then by the end of, obviously when I was just bitter as shit, like I had no problem, uh, with the GM rule. Some I was like, yeah, uh, I'm striking this down because like, I feel like being petty and fuck you. Like how dare like, and like, I put that in the fucking announcement. Like, <laughs> like this wasn't, this wasn't me just like talking shit in management chat. Like <laughs> this was like, yeah. <laughs> full like press secretary just getting yeah. up there like fuck you fuck you fuck you and i really <laughs> wish time consumer was still in the league uh because he was probably like the one person who appreciated that i basically challenged all of them to kick me out and they didn't oh, that's great that's fucking fantastic. but i do regret it um yeah. In in general, like, I didn't understand the importance of relationships nearly enough. And even when I wasn't angry, I said things that just, you just don't fucking say. Like, uh, season one, we had one simmer, Lone Digger. Yes. Now, Lone Digger caused a lot of problems, but he was also our only simmer. <laughs> and he was actually a good simmer, for what it's worth. Uh, I mean, there were allegations of him cheating that were never proven. But, I mean, in terms of, like, stream presentation... His streams were a good advertisement for the league. I would say the only advertisement for the league, given my reputation. Sure. People would stumble onto the stream and be like, holy shit, this looks cool. Like, what is this for? You know? Sure. Um, and I would tell GMs who would complain about Lone Digger, Lone Digger is more important to this league than you are. And, and Slim was like, why would you say that to someone? And I'm thinking, like, there's one of him. There's 12 of you. Like, what? No, why are you surprised to hear point. this? But, like, he's he's absolutely right. Like, why why would you talk to someone like that? <laughs> and the answer is, it hadn't occurred to me that, that like, <laughs> that, that would be a problem. I feel like what I'm saying is pretty straightforward and logical. Like, <laughs> um, so basically, like, everything about the way I treated everyone... <laughs> If, if I had to sum up, uh, but if I had to pick one ruling that I am still proud of that has never, and I mean ever, gotten any support, even from the rest of HO who reluctantly stood behind it solely for the sake of unity, the tampering issue on Benton McKay. Okay. So, in the ruling, which I will link for you so you can put it in the podcast, 
I, I quote the rule book. Yeah. So you can see what the rule was at that time. Yes. What he did did not break anything in the rule book. Separately, it pissed off everyone who was a free agent. No one signed with SAS that year. So he didn't break any rules, and he in no way gained any type of advantage. And so I said, you know, there's, this is not a, a violation. Sure. And because tampering is always a contentious issue, and because Benton was <laughs> about as volatile and controversial as I was, <laughs> uh, Juosu was was also very disliked at the time. A lot of people forget that. Really? Uh, but yeah, she was treated like garbage. She was treated worse than I was in season huh. two. Um, really, I, I'll say that any day. I'm not saying she was worse. I'm saying she was treated worse. There's an important distinction. Um, so I, I think the, the, the ruling itself holds up. One thing that I said then that I've said in multiple rulings that I made is, do you really want me just ignoring the rule book and doing whatever the hell I want? Like, <laughs> <laughs> Because they would call me a tyrant, but I would also point out like, yeah, but I follow the rules. Like, Sure. Yeah. And like you're you're angry that I'm following the rules. Like, please yeah. think about what you're asking for. <laughs> you want someone that you think is a tyrant to ignore the rule book. I think you know what happens in a sim league. And I I joked about this uh, when we were talking to Poe, who you know has revised the rule book like thousands. Oh yeah. Of times. Um, is none of us are lawyers, right? So what happens is so much of that these leagues are run on Dijer opinions instead of what's actually stated to yeah. the point where you can be someone that actively makes a decision off of the rules and people can tell you that it's not like that it's out of character of the league. Like that's right. how crazy unreliant we are in rules. And so, so I think with the tampering issue, people thought it should be a violation because it was rude. Yeah. Like rudeness isn't against the rules. Like no, absolutely not. <laughs> especially <laughs> back then. Fuck. Oh god. <laughs> Dude, I old old PBE threads are so funny to read. They uh, are. Uh... <laughs> yeah. Anytime, right. anytime there's an issue with a rule or something that seems weird, I kind of default back to like. I mean, I'm a big baseball fan, so I defect to normal baseball, and I, I think like. Man, it's kind of exciting when teams reach out to a player and say, like, hey, I know you're under a contract, but, like, we'd love to have you over here, and here's what we could offer. Like, that kind of, to me, that adds excitement to the game, to the to yeah. the, the sim game. So I, I could definitely see an argument for, like, why why do we have a problem? Like, why do we have to say tampering is a problem? Or why do we have to call it something? Why can't it just happen? Sure. No, that's very fair. I, don't, I mean, you know, again, it... it the the perception of it being rude sure <laughs> i don't know i mean i guess then it's it's rude it's to be like noting. i'm signing this player to make my team stronger that's also rude I, yeah so i don't i don't get that argument but it's one but, of those like the rule is the rule i get it the thing but, with tampering though is you look at almost almost any tampering decision that's been handed down in this league and it's divisive as fuck yes i i think it's it's a rule that i've I've tried to get taken off the rule books. 
Really? Uh, almost succeeded. It was one vote shy. And and the, it was a person who changed the vote after it would have passed. Just throwing that out there. Um, but yeah, it's it's always been a, a tough issue. Yeah. I, I think it's, you know, it, it's tough because there is, it, especially in sim leagues, where contracts are totally fucking meaningless, right? Like, like human beings are naturally want to make as much money as possible, which is what makes leagues like the NFL so competitive. But when the money is fake and the only thing yep. that matters for is equipment, I mean, it's hard to make, it's hard to encourage good competition because you get things like NOLA, where guys just resign for men 160 TPE. I mean, it's not just NOLA. I mean, it's that no, is the standard no, no, expectation. No, 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 no. I was just saying, <laughs> I'm expected to sign for men at Cancun. I was yeah. just listing Nola as an example. I, I know, but like yeah. we just got to set some fucking rules here. Like I'm the one who gets to call people out, not you. Like this is. <laughs> That's fair. No, that is. <laughs> this is the this is the angry old man rambling podcast. <laughs> yeah, and I think for I think better it's... or worse, I'm not as angry as I used to be. That's a good thing. I was just gonna say, um, the the my favorite example of tampering happened on the podcast, where very casually Dom was like, "Hey, you should join. You know, like we're all gonna be in Cancun. You should join us." And it's after I had signed with DBS. That's technically sure. tampering, a totally innocent thing, though. Like he's not saying it to to be like, "You need to cancel your contract and come with us." He's saying it casually as a friend, and it's like, why why should that be against the rules? I don't. That's, that's that? silly to me. Was was there a head office member in that chat? Oh, I think um, Shu listened afterwards and was like, "Yeah, bring Shu listened yeah, to yeah. that." It was like, "I'm not gonna say anything." And then we tampered for like three straight podcasts just for fun. Like, that's great. No, it's fantastic. Um, <laughs> but yeah, right. it's um, it's all like the friends rule, right? Like, what it comes down to is if a bunch of friends are joking around, that kind of trumps a lot of these rules. Sure. I, I mean, it happens a lot in real sports too, as athletes recruit other athletes who are friends um but back to the 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 roadmap uh, so in the first we'll say five ish seasons uh who do you think besides you colby had the biggest impact on early pbe and its development so is this where i'm legally required to say maj um <laughs> so okay uh, you've already mentioned i listened to your first uh serious business podcast Yes. With Poe. And I told you that there was something I was going to Oh, this is what that object is. to. Okay. I'm excited. And there was uh, a quote from Poe. Did you write it down? Obviously <laughs> Maj was the most important person in league history. The league wouldn't existed without him literally. Sure. And that was what he said, to which I say bullshit. All right. <laughs> Ooh, Maj okay. didn't even join this league until we were already on our third season. Wow. I offered him the job of commish at the start of our fifth season. After a very tame season four, I'll add. Four was smooth as fuck. Yes. Uh, we had already overhauled recruiting. We didn't have any drama that season. Four, like, I turned over a stable fucking league. To Maj. Sure. Um, the one person who this league would not exist without is me. And like, I don't expect like a lot of people to like the way I did things. I've admitted that I, I made a lot of horrible decisions as both uh, a leader and person. 
but the league can existed and and survived and even grew under my yeah. tenure. Yeah. And like I I will not have that taken from me. No, I um, I think I mean when when you were announced uh when the user hall of fame thing came out um and you were one of the first finalists there are a lot of people that were joking about it but in reality I mean dude you're the first fucking commissioner. There is no way to negate how important that is. Like, regardless of what you think of any human being, right? Like, you can acknowledge their accomplishments. And you're, like, I, I honestly feel comfortable saying I think you are the most accomplished person in this league in terms of user contribution. Genuinely. I, I mean, honestly. <laughs> this is, uh, there's a few. In, a in terms list. of most contributions, I, I do think it's Maj. Sure. Um, like, Maj, I've sung his praises and will continue to for the sim settings, the archetype overhaul that he did in S8. The the uh, the rookie task system that he came up with, he did a lot of things that made this league objectively better and fixed glaring problems, sure. and worked his ass off and caused so many fewer issues than I did. Uh, no one bats a thousand, especially over as long a tenure as he had. Yeah, obviously, like he had issues too, but they they don't they don't compare. Um, sure. I just felt Poe took it too far, you know. Fair. No, that is it is totally fair to get up here and defend that. That is okay. Um, but to actually I mean, answer your question, uh, there are three people I do want to mention. Okay. So Bailey was not a member of HO Long because Bailey was one of the inaugural GMs. And so uh, like Rindy, like Cosborne, like Slim, once we actually launched – they, you know, left the the general management uh, makeshift HO room and, you know, started becoming GMs. Bailey wrote pretty much all the rules. And, wow. yeah, like, I was obviously heavily involved in workshopping them and, and, you know, troubleshooting and things like that. But, like, the actual tedious task of writing a rule book from scratch. Yes, that's crazy. Yeah. Came from Bailey. Bailey wrote fucking all of it. And like, yeah, I wrote the money rules and like I credit myself with being the first one to come up with a regression that got um that progressed every season, which no other league did at the time. Uh I had the salary like everything pertaining to money came from me. Sure. I've, I've, it's been very clear throughout the course of my time that like I care about that way more than everyone else. But Bailey wrote the actual rule book. Yeah. Um, also, I, I mentioned him when I did the Searching for Benton McKay podcast. Um, Max Crazy. Yeah. Um, yeah. He took yeah. over as the GM for Vancouver. And almost kind of by himself ended the war between G GMs and HO. Because Slim was the one who was trying to overthrow me at the time. Max replaced Slim. <laughs> I just, I'm sorry. I love that. Uh, it, it, it sounds like a military coup. Like the he, early he PBE, actually did try to overthrow me. Like it's not early, a, no, early PBE functioned like, uh, like the Democratic Republic of Congo. <laughs> it was not good. Um, oh, man. And like it gave me like my, my one moment as like a schemer because I had made peace with Juosu 
like 30 minutes before he attempted the coup. Um, which probably had a significant effect on its success. <laughs> but um, I didn't know it was coming, but it looked cool. Um, but yeah, Max uh, took over there, and he also took over the recruiting team. And considering that our Season 3 draft class consisted of Maj, the fact that we a Season 4 draft class, despite our recruiters, both of the recruiting team quitting at the end of the season... <laughs> Like uh, he, he and LGM deserve a lot of credit for that because we actually had people worth drafting in season four. And um, also, Lone Digger, like I said, he caused a lot of problems, but he was our only simmer season one. And he was a great simmer uh, sure. in terms of making the show worth watching. And I, I still say there's no other reason to have stayed in this league. <laughs> In season one, with all the issues we had, OTP is not a, a user-friendly engine. No. Uh, certainly not beginner-friendly. No. And so the fact that we actually had enjoyable streams, um, I, I don't think we would have survived without him season one. Sure. Hmm. So yeah, there's a, a four people that deserve some credit that don't really get mentioned enough, in my opinion. Such are such are uh, the unfortunate ways of the sands of time. All right, uh, so <laughs> I I knew we were I put in this filler question and I'm laughing now because I knew we were going to go way over time. Uh, we have more time certainly, but I doubt we're going to get to all the questions. Uh, but anyway, what is on on the topic? Uh, what is your favorite piece of early drama that was so bizarre or pointless or absurd that it was funny? So let me point out that at the time, it, it almost – it was yet another thing that almost killed the league because almost everything almost killed the league back then. <laughs> but it is objectively, objectively the most absurd thing that's ever happened in sure. this league, and I, I might go so far as to say in any league. Okay. Uh, are, so does the username Ballerstorm mean anything to you? Um, that is, I, I hold faint knowledge of it, but nothing enough to make an opinion. Okay, so he was the creator of NSFL, um, and an inaugural commission was actually loved. Uh, he was also very active in SHL. He was a, a very well-liked and respected member of the Sim community. Sure. And so we're, you know... We're recruiting members left and right, and all of a sudden, a user Ballerstorm joins. Fuck <laughs> yes. Okay. Dude joined. It wasn't him. What? A, a different member from NSFL by the name of Kendrick had joined our league and claimed he wanted a fresh start. So he just decided to use someone else's username. He was messaged, what? he was sent several scouting messages, all of them warm, because they thought, fucking Ballerstorm. One of them even asked, or should I address you as Mr. Kamish, a reference to him being the NSFL commissioner, <laughs> which he didn't dispute. That is fantastic. Rindy ends up drafting him. Now remember, Rindy, despite just being a GM, is technically the league owner in terms of the forum. He has all the permissions. Like, you know, he's above 
he was above us in HO in terms of uh, J-Sync. He goes in and manually changes Ballerstorm's name to something else. And We're back. I want to say... So, uh, just in case that was missed, Rindy um, had ownership on the site. He went in, changed Ballerstorm's name to something else. Okay. And then traded him away. Beautiful. Um, so, not only was he not an HO, but, like, as the GM who drafted him, safe to say, like, he wasn't exactly a disinterested party. Yes. Like, so there's zero grounds on which he should have been the one taking action. And he did all this before even mentioning it to anyone. <laughs> so I had one of the genuinely one of the first announcements I had to do. It was the first punishment announcement. In fact, um, we ordered that that this user could change his name to anything he wanted as long as it wasn't Ballerstorm. <laughs> Ballerstorm. <laughs> because clearly he couldn't be trusted with that. Oh my God, that's amazing. Um, and that he would have to pay for the name change. Uh, based on yeah. the fact that someone addressed him as the baller storm, you know, the commission of NSFL, and he didn't correct him. <laughs> In addition, Rindy was fined a whopping $1 million for mod abuse. And this is why I say, and this is where it went from funny to serious. Sure. Because HO voted to strip him of his owner powers. Ooh, okay. Here's the thing, though. That's not a thing. That could only happen by him changing his permissions because he was the one with top-level permissions. Sure. So I had to ask him if he was willing to strip himself of those powers, to which he said no. So I then returned back to HO and said, um, he said no. So we're just going to leave it there. <laughs> Because we can't actually do anything. That is Juosu, livid, resigns from HO in protest. What? Because I refused to carry out a lawful vote held by HO. I had overridden their vote, basically. Sure. Yeah. Um, but it, like I said, it wasn't something I could physically do. Like The only yeah. way we could have done it would have been to create a new forum where he didn't have those permissions. Like, we, like really, what else could I have done? Like, and you're a history fan. You'll appreciate this. Like, I was, I was in the, the John Adams position of, like, HO voted for me to go with France. And I'm like, they'll fucking destroy us. We can't do this. And so, like, they hated me for it. But, like, really, I, I think that would have killed the league had I started that war. Um. That is wild. Yeah. So, yeah, it should have been, like, cute and absurd, but, like, it ended up uh, – if you look at the announcement I posted for that, it's it's really sad. You could tell, like, like I lost a a strong member of HO over that shit. Yes. So, yeah. Uh, that's – um. I don't even know what to say. That is I, – I mean, that dude – creates a, a funny like a, a troll and then ends up threatening an entire league because of it yeah i mean fun fun fact he's also responsible 
for a rule that has never been enforced since called the non-training rule. Yeah. Uh, which, because he was, he was picked up on waivers when he recreated uh, under a different username, by the way. He was actually technically our first multi, but because he had completely abandoned the previous account, uh, we just didn't enforce it. Um, yeah. I could talk about that more later, but we're over. Yeah. Um, but he got he got picked up on waivers, refused to update because he didn't like the team, and just banked all of his TP. So we created a new rule just because of him. What, in case what does anyone else, say? it it basically says that if you're you're banking TPE for no reason and it's not the off season, that you can actually be penalized TPE. Wow. So if you're actively earning and not updating, you know, so that you can still be good without benefiting your current team, you'll get worse for it. Hmm. And it was something that the GM has to formally report. And you have to do it uh, two weeks in a row. And you have to have more TPE banked than your most expensive attribute. So, that, I mean, there were a lot of things in place, but sure, it, it never ended up being an issue um, in terms of being enforced. -training. That's awesome. But one person was accused of it after that. Love it. Um, okay, so this is... I think in, in PBE history, uh, these two things are maybe fortunately, maybe not so, what you are most associated with. Um, so you are a commissioner until we were talking about it, uh, most likely at the end of season four. Yep. Uh, and it, was, then... it was... Oh, yeah. Sorry. Sorry. Yeah. Go ahead. No, you're, you're, you're correct. Okay, cool. Uh, <laughs> and then uh, you step down to head office, and uh, that does not last nearly as long as your commissionership. Nope. Um, so what happens? What happened that causes you to step down to just head office, and then what causes you to retire from that? All right. So the first question is an easy one. Yeah. Um, I stepped down from commish when I felt I was stepping down on my own terms. Sure. Uh, there had been attempts to remove me in season three uh, that had fortunately failed. Uh, I, when I say attempts, some of them were from me. Um, I, I multiple times called for a vote to remove myself because I didn't want to quit. Oh but if they God. fired me, then it was their fault, you know? Sure. No, I, I get um, that. But then, like I said, season four was really smooth. So I was like, okay, we had a season without drama. At this point, I can step down and have no one say, yeah, he got forced out of HO, you know? Sure. And so I asked Maj, who'd been in um, HO for almost two seasons by that point, if he was willing to take over as commish. He said yes. And I made the announcement. I'm stepping down. I'll still be in HO. Maj is the new commish. And it was, you know, overall a, a favorable, you know. Sure. Um, and then right after that happened, Madge had an issue with another HO member that never went public. Uh, he brought it to me. I gave him some advice. Um, he took it. Things moved over. Life was good. And then like two weeks later, I leave another sim league. It was, it was, um, stock car on online racing. Okay. And I, it just wasn't a good league for me. It was too random with because it was it was a NASCAR league, and with the wrecks and like, 
like putting all that work into your 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 driver just to see like you get taken out lap one like it was like that's too much stress i can't fucking do that you know yeah and i even put in the message like yeah it's a great league it's just it's too random for me okay and wally the the owner goes nuts uh starts spewing insults at me kicks me from the discord where i wasn't even posting types up like this page long blurb um insulting me and i screenshotted all of this later on by the way yeah yeah and and not only bashes me but bashes pve well now madge has a problem because the owner of another league is bashing his league that's not a good look no um since wally banned me from score i using my head office permissions banned him from pve Um, so my only act of tyranny was actually after I stepped down as commish, but yeah, I absolutely did that. Didn't, didn't mention it to anyone, by the way, just fucking did it. Um, like, fuck you, dude. Uh, Maj works out a deal with Wally. And I think I banned Wally after this, but I'm not sure. Okay. Worked out a deal with Wally where Wally apologized to the PBE and took back what he said about the league, but not anything he said about me. Okay. I'm like you son of a bitch dude like you just backstab and remember i'm still an ho like this was not an approved ho fucking outreach move you know yes yeah um and so i i do this huge post and say i'm leaving ho and then the next morning i message the person who was uh running our index that i was paying for and said terminate my account immediately wow i'm no longer paying for this like uh, you're paid up through November, so I I don't care. Terminate it right now. And uh, that was what killed the index. Yes. Maj. It got noticed a few hours late. So people say I killed it in the middle of the night. Uh, I don't know where that came from. I killed it before I went to work in the morning. It was discovered I think two to three hours later. Uh, by then it may have been nighttime where Maj was. So maybe that's where that. That's fair, yeah. Um, Relative time zones. Yeah, he he sent me a message. I responded very promptly. Like, he asked me, hey, did you do this? I said, yes. Okay. <laughs> um, the announcement was made that I was the one responsible, which was true. Sure. And that I would be uh, banned from all league jobs for five seasons. And a day later, the index was back up under Maj's name. Hmm. Uh, the only the only thing that happened was the league was a uh, sim was delayed for one day. So it's it's weird because on one hand it's it's viewed as like the like the biggest thing that's ever happened, you know, and understandably yeah. so. But on the other, it was a one day delay. Like you realize how many how many worse things have happened logistically than that. <laughs> um, <laughs> And I and I I don't want to sound like I'm taken away from like the intent. Sure. Um, I wasn't trying to kill the league. I genuinely didn't give a shit anymore if it lived or died. I didn't sure. even go inactive. You know. Yeah. I was like, you know, if the league survives, it'll be a testament to what a great thing I built. If it dies, it'll show how important I was. Like, I, like I can spin this as a win either way. <laughs> um, but what I do know is I'm not paying another fucking dime to these motherfuckers. <laughs> That's great. 
that's that you you know when we were writing this i i knew i had to ask you about that in some indirect way so no, I, I know we got that out because that is i mean an absolutely fucking legendary <laughs> i mean it it does also explain why you didn't get a shout out and mate and match did i mean the to be fair, this, I mean that kind of gives us background, right? It is, so it is one of many things that that has stained my record for a lot of people. Sure, sure. Yeah, and I think I mean I'm going to be honest. Coming into this, uh, I, I had that same perception of like, wow, this guy's really direct. It comes off as arrogant. I don't really think I'm interested in interacting, and that's that's part of why I was excited about this podcast. Was like, oh, I want to I want to peel back, you know, and and find the person underneath because so. I, I imagine that that um, like you know to to your point you mentioned like tone earlier right like tonally uh, things can be a little tough sometimes especially communicating over the internet so um, it's been interesting to hear kind of your perspective on things and um, yeah I don't agree with with everything that you've said but I, I respect it like I can I can understand where you're coming from I can oh, okay this this now makes sense so the context I think was really important so on on the tone thing one thing I, I will point out is that. I'm both autistic and have obsessive compulsive personality disorder. Hmm. Um, part of my, and you know, 20 years military, a lot of my directness is to prevent ambiguity. And so it, it comes off as harsh, but I'm very prone to misunderstandings. Sure. I try to make sure I don't cause them. And so I, I am a bit overly harsh. Yeah, it's kind of what I was talking about when I said I was a little too transparent. Yes. So it's, it's not always intended. But the thing is, once you have a reputation as an asshole, people will read the text Yeah, no, as I, though I, written maliciously. Yeah, it's confirmation bias. It yeah. exists in every facet of our human lives. <laughs> so, it, like, I'm I am responsible for some. Some is that kind of self fulfilling. Yes. Well, for me, again, for me, the defining statement. I mean, again, I'm going to paraphrase because I'm not. I don't Go remember exactly what you said, but when you kind of mentioned, you know, how this whole thing happened, and then you said like. On the one hand, I understand why it was bad, but on the other hand, it was only a day. That statement alone, you can probably extrapolate that. And it's like, you're going to like Colby or you're not going to like him based on how he handles the situation like that. Like that, yeah. to me, that was like, okay, now I understand him. Again, do I do I agree with that? No, but I, at least I understand the, the context behind it. Sure. I got you. All right. Um... Cool. So, uh, we're I'm I really want to get to these questions. So we're Go gonna kind of shovel them in here. Yeah. Uh, so bit of a vague one. Are you happy with how the PVE has grown? No. I mean, Poe. So Poe actually talked a lot about this. Um, I don't think that a sim league should be hard or should be easy. I think that the product needs to reflect the effort. Fair. So if you have a league like the old SHL back when it was using Simon T hockey system, the fact that that was a work league made no sense to me for a shit product. Like <laughs> there's no streams. It's a crappy engine. Sure. There's no real presentation on the forums. Like that should have been a casual league. And so that's why GOMHL was created and became successful for a while. Uh, SCFSL, you know, it was a discord 
uh, league using a very flawed engine. Obviously, that couldn't demand a ton of work from people. Sure. PBE has fucking OOTP and yeah. has some great broadcasters and great support teams and these compendiums and indexes and and the stats team, which I'm a part of. And Yes. So it makes sense for that to be a work league. That doesn't mean it has to be. But I just want to say, like, it's more about the work fitting the the output rather than a league should be casual or should be hard. Yeah, no, that's totally fair. Um, as far as how PBE has grown, I don't like that it's so much easier. But honestly, if I had to pick one thing that bothers me, it's all the money I see rolling in. Um, all the, the extra subscriptions, the money they're making off that, now they're selling merch. Like, I... I'm really worried that this is going to start lying in someone's pockets. And I, I'm not saying it's happened yet, and I don't think it will yeah. happen under hummus. But those doors have been opened, and it yeah. bothers the shit out of me. I mean, there's um, – I, I think the figure – do you – I'm trying to remember uh, the user that's in charge of the league account, like the league bank account. Isn't it Mesh? I'm to, I mean, it might be. I, I don't know at all. But um, I heard, and this is hearsay, uh, that there is like roughly $2,000. No, that's about right. That the league is just kind of sitting on. Yeah. And I, I think, I mean, when I watch, um, are, are you familiar with SFL? Yes, actually. I yeah. successfully got a refund from them. <laughs> I, I mean, the concept of money in a sibling doesn't necessarily bother me a lot but it's i think it's weird that they're just kind of sitting on it you know i would like something to be done with that so they've given some of it away the the problem yeah. is they're making money faster than they're giving it away it's like the spongebob episode well i think there were there have been a couple of forum posts not recently but where we've kind of talked about like hey this this is where money could go People have talked yeah, about yeah. like, you know, like advertising budgets or expansion possibilities and people, you know, most people are like, no, we don't want that because we don't want the league to grow that fast. We want exactly. to keep the community tight. Um, and then, you know, we, we could do like giveaways, like back to the community. I and mean, we could literally be like giving away a TV on stream if we wanted to. Like, <laughs> like that could be a thing. But then what's the value of it, right? So like what is the league actually getting out of that? And the answer is pretty what much What I'm nothing. hoping happens is the next time there's a new OOTP, we give away more than one copy. Yes. Sure. Yeah, I'm all about like, that. We like, we could give away a lot more of them every time OTP comes out with a new. And, like, OTP would love that because, like, that would boost sales, so it would improve our partnership. And, sure. Uh, like, uh, I'm not saying it's a bad thing yet. Sure. Uh, I've I've told Hummus I won't criticize his intentions, and I haven't. I would literally support if we just gave a copy to every GM. Or or H O M, you know, like every like relevant yeah. person with a job, and that way we could always like upgrade to the next version. That's because that's a big obstacle, right? Is people are like, Agreed. well, we don't want everyone to have to pay fifty bucks for this this game. Cool, then let's just give it away. Wow, I'd be so. I down. did not schedule this podcast thinking Cantharion would make a point and Colby would be like, "That's a great idea," because <laughs> you two are maybe the least opposite human or the most opposite human beings i've ever met so if you look at my time uh, that's good as, as commission and just as a person i always look at the content over the source no that's fair yeah 
Yeah, plus we're all we're both of a certain age. So I mean that's you know we're we're both that's probably true. a little patient and uh, with each other and and you know like I mentioned I think it's a mutual respect thing right like we might not agree with each other's opinions all the time but if someone makes a good point like yeah stand up for that yeah and, no. and... I I wasn't saying like I didn't expect to host this and then have you like start calling Can Theory on like a, a whore right but I I will say this is getting along better than I actually thought it would. Um, so we're gonna we're gonna go on to the next question. Uh, if you have considering like the loads of experience you have in PBE, what is one critique you have uh, with current head office? So back when Hummus joined, I gave him a bit of advice that I haven't given Maj or Johnny because they I didn't think they needed it. Sure. I th I thought Hummus needed it at the time, and I still do. He has a little bit too much faith in people. Sure. Um, so if you look at the, you've seen the world's fielding, you saw that that ended with a report of a GM. Yes. Yeah. Hummus does not want to pursue that at all. He doesn't want GMs watched like that. He wants them to have more freedom. But mm -hmm. I've seen lazy, inept, and, you know, <laughs> even crooked GMs. <laughs> I know that that's a real problem. We've seen franchises fail. Like we talked about Kashima earlier uh, sure. that has the worst record of all time. And there's been expansion teams since then. Those teams have better records. Yes. Uh, not just this year, but like as a franchise. <laughs> and the warning signs were very much there if you look at their early season talent utilization. Sure. So I think the fact that, that Hummus doesn't want to investigate them. I think part of it is him having faith in Juniped because he just has faith in people. I'm glad he does. We wouldn't get along if he doesn't because <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Like I I need that. It kind of balances me out like back sure. when we were on the early days yeah. in the Hummus God Pod. Yeah. You know, we could kind of play devil's advocate to each other. But with him running the league, he has to recognize how far that pendulum naturally swings for him and find some way to account for it. Sure. So that would be my, my biggest one. As far as HO as a whole, uh, not enough devotion to process. I mentioned that for all my flaws, you could accuse me of being lawful evil. I followed the rule book. Sure. Hummus kind of follows his heart. And HO as a whole kind of mirrors that tone. Sure. Very fair. All right. Uh, this is one I added uh, really late last night, or I think this morning, that I actually am very interested in. Uh, so if MDM is not a seasonal award, but instead every single real life year we have one MDM, uh, who would you pick for the five years? So I, I guess you mean calendar years since it hasn't been. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I mean, yeah, so, yep. All right, so 2017, I think I would actually win. Yeah, um, I, that's fair. No, that's because, fair. like, I didn't I didn't fall out of favor, I think, until early 2018. Mm -hmm. um, so, yeah, I think I would win 2017, although I would I would say Bailey would be, Runner up. Would be up there as well. Um, sure. 2018 has to be MASH. I mean, like, make a case for anyone else, really. Um, 2019 is tougher. 
but I feel like so the thing is LBG was obviously the pick somewhere in that time. Yes. Um I would definitely pick him for 2019. I'm leaning toward him for 2020. I think you you know it's tough because in things like MDM you can contribute for like like a a season let's say 2 to 3 months. Yeah. Um it, you can contribute a lot in that time. Right? Like I got Miners Ambassador. I did a shit ton for those two months, and now I've backed off a lot. When it's a full year, I mean, there are a lot of people that contribute a fuck ton. There really okay. are. Yeah. Um, and then for the recent year, um, Enoch, Yakko, whatever you want to call him. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. Those are my okay. five. Okay. All right. Uh, I, I like it, and I dumb I knew you were just going to sneak in that Miner's ambassador somehow. I always have to. It <laughs> I is, dude, I, I care more about that than anything I could ever fucking do with Grosjean McCoy. Like, truly. Yeah. We've I, talked I about that. I care so much about that award. I started arguments and forum posts with Enoch about things I didn't care about just to get people to read my media so they'd recognize the contribution I'm having to the league. Like, that's how Solid. much I wanted that award. People, <laughs> I would make fake drama. <laughs> <laughs> no, it was. Listen, we talked about the campaign. It was a su- successful one, and and yes. I agree. I hundred percent agree that the user awards are so much cooler than the player awards. And uh, yep. I'm just glad we got you one. Uh, and I'm glad that I will continue to get random votes for some of these. That's that's right. hilarious to me. <laughs> I, I there is no greater mess in this league than MDM votes. I mean, I never won one. Yeah. You might be a user Hall of Fame. Might be. Um, I I would. I, I think it's I think it's very much on the fence. Yeah, I like I I would not be surprised with either result. I personally am not expecting it to happen this year. We'll see. I mean, I don't have a vote. So. Yeah, well, all three of us will get into the Hall of Fame committee just to get. Yeah, let's do that. Let's do. No, oh, wait. Then man. I got to do more work. Never mind. I'm out. Yeah, I'm out. <laughs> You're not into that. All right. Uh, so the the wrap up question uh, that I plan on dropping every episode uh, after after all of this time as commissioner and head office and analyst and you know league legend, bigger uh, a reputation that precedes you. After all of this time. What does the PBE mean to you? It does precede me. I've been cussed out by people I've never met. Yeah. Um, I, I mean, obviously, like, I am a little proud of it. Um, it's, it's a source of pride and frustration. <laughs> it's, it's kind of a reminder of, like, the best and worst things I have to offer as as a leader and as a person i am emotionally invested in it still like i realized that while i was gone i realized it when i came back like i i was i i left and like stayed gone um i was gone six months and like i made one post in that six months and then one day slim messaged me was like hey i got a podcast i want you to listen to it's it's about you and I was like, ah, oh, fuck. All right, let's do this. 
and I listened to it and they described me as, uh, you know, he was a lunatic, but a lunatic was exactly what we needed. I was like, hey, yeah, I can live with that. Yeah. That's probably the most generous depiction of my, of my tenure that I've heard at this point. And I'm like, you know what? If we're going to at least compromise with mixed feelings, like, yeah, I'll, like, I'll never have the respect and appreciation I, that I feel I deserve. But then again, I'm incredibly biased in favor of myself. So I know that some of that is on my end as well. Like me thinking I deserve too much. But I don't, I don't, I don't hate it. You know, like I feel like there's enough people who have at least shown me that appreciation. Like, hey, this league, you know, means a lot to me. And I, and I know that without you, it wouldn't be around or at least what it is. Sure. And honestly, Hummus, like, even though I disagree with so much of what he does, just due to having a different vision, you know? Yeah. Um, I love that he is as passionate about improving this league as I was. And I love that, you know, he's gone out of his way as much as he has to help me repair those bridges and, like, use his own fame for lack of a better word sure. to to credit me you know with helping the the hummus god pod get its start and um even helping him you know get into ho and eventually run for commish so i feel like that that little bit means a lot to me yeah i think um you mentioned hummus god's passion we love we love the Tahini Classic because of how excited he gets about it. I know. Like no one no one is actually excited about it except for man, he loves so, that so thing Jaylen, so much. And so I can't wait. When I came back, it was the end of the season. I had no idea what the Tahini Classic was. I just see like someone streaming on Discord. because uh, the first season he the first two times he just did it in fucking Discord. And uh I just like hopped in to voice chat with him and like kind of co-broadcast and it was, it was just so much fun. And like, just right there, I was like, man, I do fucking love this. Sure. He but cast... then again, some of that was because like you said, it was with hummus and it's hard not to get carried away and have fun with him. He just casts every single one of those games. Like it's a playoff game. I love it so much. Yeah. All right. Um, so before uh, we cut this off and I tell everyone, you know, thanks for listening. Uh, do you have anything else uh, while you have this spotlight uh, that you want to shout out or talk about or comment? I just, I already said this earlier on, but I will be dropping uh, some links to you Yep. for further reading about some of the things that we talked about. So yeah. uh, if you're interested, please give them a look and, uh, you know, judge for yourself the... how, how you feel I was handling those things. Those are going to be in uh, the form post I post, by the way, guys, just so you, if you want to <laughs> listen to that or read those. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I think you're someone who has a very complicated legacy, but, you know, I, that's not the kind of thing. It, it's the kind of thing that you can't let someone else decide for you, you know, so uh, do your own research. All right. So this has been Serious Business. 
a offshoot of the Crush Fam podcast. Uh, thank you so much to Colby for being here. You were great. This is the most fun I've ever had in a podcast, I think, actually. Uh, thank you to Cantherion for being uh, great as always, as a sidekick, as a listener, as a commentator. And uh, thanks to me for putting in the effort to write these questions. So um, anything else you guys want to say? We get to sign off. I mean, I'll try not to take it personally that this is the most fun you've ever had on a, on yes. a podcast. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> but otherwise, I love. Yeah, no, seriously, it was it was really interesting to get to know you, Colby, and um, nice. and definitely that was that's the goal for me on these is um, I'm gonna meet people who I yeah all I know is what they've they've posted and I uh, getting to know them so far two out of two I'm way more invested in those individuals. So um, thank you, thank you for your time. Okay, uh, I think that ends it for us here. So uh, to all listeners, thanks so much for watching. This has been uh, Crush Fam Serious Business. Thanks for tuning in. Thanks for listening. If you are not yet a member of PBE and would like to learn more, visit us online at www.probaseballexperience.jcink.net.